As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Women have been giving birth for centuries, so it's a pretty natural experience, right? Wrong. I'm Stephanie King, professional doula, childbirth educator, and the creator of the My Essential Birth Course, the online childbirth education course that's helping women everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. Today's culture would have us think that birth should be treated like an illness or an emergency, and that most of us need other people telling us what's best for our bodies because we aren't the experts. So sit tight, because if you're tuning into this podcast, you'll probably start to believe in your body, your intuition, and find yourself empowered and confident to do what it takes to have the birth of your dreams. If you like listening to me take you through these weekly topics step-by-step, then you're going to love the My Essential Birth course. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and definitely head over to myessentialbirth.com for the free downloads mentioned right here in these episodes and to join the birth course and community full of pregnant moms just like you. I have to add a disclaimer that I am not a medical professional and I cannot provide medical advice. All of the information expressed in this podcast are based off of personal, professional, and educational experiences and are my own opinion. Please work with a provider you trust for medical advice during your pregnancy and birth. Okay, this week's reviewer of the week is Selena Suffrant, and she says, love this podcast. I started listening to the podcast about two weeks ago. I'm 34 weeks into my pregnancy, and it has been so helpful. The highlights for me are definitely the birth stories because it makes birth so much more relatable. In particular, I loved Sally's recent birth story. Her tips, exuberant faith, and infectious energy really transformed my perception of what a natural birth can look like. Please keep up the good work. Thank you, Selena. And I don't know if you have given birth to your baby yet. Yes, you probably have. But this one is also for you. I can't get enough birth stories, whether I'm pregnant or not. So I hope that you guys really enjoy this one. Um, And this one has a special place in my heart because I am going to talk to you a little bit about how I met Lorelai and Jason um, and how we kind of connected and then how that led to her having some really neat births herself. And I'm so grateful that they're both here to share their experience with all of you um, about how that's blessed their lives and just a little bit about their birth experience. So Lorelai and Jason, I actually, we got a puppy Uh, I think it was like two or three years ago now. We got a puppy a little while ago, and I was panicked thinking, what am I going to do with this dog? I have no training for myself. I don't know how to take care of this dog. And I was looking for trainers locally, so I reached out to Jason, who was in the process of creating a puppy training course, which is now up and ready to go, and people use it all the time, and it's excellent and wonderful. And I'll put a link in the show notes for all of you who are listening But that started our conversation about online courses because if you're listening, you know that I have an online course, My Essential Birth. And so we started talking about online courses. And from there, 
I'm going to let Lorelai kind of take over and talk about what happened after, but it led us into a really awesome relationship that we still have today, even as I have moved from Utah and I'm all the way across in Florida now, um, we still get to connect and be good friends and I'm so excited to have them here. So if you wouldn't mind, Lorelai, will you jump in and talk a little bit about yourself, your family, all of that, um, and how you got started with or interested in all the My Essential Birth stuff? Yes. So it's been such a huge blessing, Stephanie, in so many ways, <laughs> not just the birth, but the business end of things. and Friendship. It, yeah. It's been a great, great thing. So I won't cry again about the fact that you've <laughs> moved away. <laughs> but we, uh, Jason and I have eight kids. So these last two births, number seven and eight, were ones that um, Stephanie was a part of, and it totally changed my experience. It was a completely different experience for me um, than those first six births. So I was pregnant with baby number seven, and um, Stephanie had mentioned that she had this po um, podcast, so I started binging on the podcast. Um, and then that she has this, uh, birth course, right? Cause we had, she, Stephanie helped us with our puppy course, like to beta test it and things like that. So here I was, I think I was eight months pregnant, maybe <laughs> like I was pretty close to the end. And I just kept thinking and thinking about Stephanie and, um, just feeling like I need to call her. <laughs> and so I called Stephanie, um, ended up hiring you as our doula and she came over and met with me and did things that are in the birth course, um, talking over past experiences with birth, all of which I thought were great. I had great experiences, but they were all induced. Um, and I just had no idea that I had these emotional, this emotional baggage from those births that, were hard for me. So she started talking to me about, well, what did you like? What didn't you like? And I start crying. I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> there are some things that still bother me about these previous births. Um, I didn't know that I had so many options when I'm just, I'm a, I'm a really good student. You know, they say, here, wear this. I'm like, okay, okay, we're going to do this to you. Okay. <laughs> um, I will do whatever you say, I guess, because I just didn't know that I had so many different options. So Stephanie helped me talk through those previous experiences and then to write out a plan of what I would like this next birth to be and what my priorities were. Um, and that was really helpful. And I confided in Stephanie that uh, really what I really wanted was for everything to have to be dropped. Everybody pay attention. We're having this baby. <laughs> like I'm not going to be hooked up to an epidural and laying in a bed and not able to move for hours and hours and just twiddling our thumbs <laughs> waiting for this baby to come. I, so as I didn't expect that that would happen, but I said, that would be really cool. <laughs> I, I would like that. I think to just say this, this baby's happening. Everybody pay attention. Um, so that's what ended up happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, my plan was to think, 
a week overdue and that that's when I would be induced because I thought maybe I should give my body more time to get ready. I would like to go into the hospital more ready to go because I would go in to be induced. Often they're like, you're dilated to a one, maybe, (laughs) you know, like nothing, (laughs) nothing's happening. Even after six kids. Yeah. (laughs) I would go in um, and then uh, have to wait for a long time for things. And anyway, I just wanted to see if it could be a better experience for me if I went in a little later and be a little more ready. So Stephanie told me things to help my body to start getting ready. I was doing those things, hoping with my mindset on a week past my due date, thinking maybe my body will be more ready if I wait longer. Um, And then two days before the baby was due, I woke up at 1.45 in the morning with, I was like totally sleeping peacefully. (laughs) Woke up at 1.45 with what I now know is a contraction. I didn't know what those were like. (laughs) Um, and started just, I was like, man, I can't calm down. Like I can't go back to sleep. I was trying to go back to sleep. So finally I started just walking around the kitchen. Like maybe if I move around, I can get a drink. I'll calm down. Um, and when did I, I sat on the bed, maybe like at an hour later, two forty-five something. And Jason's like, what's going on? Are you okay? I'm making noise. <laughs> And and he got up and started chatting with me. And then within a few minutes, he goes, maybe you're in labor. And I was like, no, (laughs) this couldn't be. We always laugh about it because it was our seventh child and we didn't recognize labor. Like everyone in the world thinks that we would be like professionals at this by now. (laughs) But uh, we, we didn't recognize labor. Yeah. I'd never done it on my own. In fact, Stephanie helped me realize that I had like a mental block that I, th- I thought that I couldn't or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, every child up to that point had gone overdue. Yeah. So I was telling people like, my body just doesn't do it. Right. I, I don't go into labor. So then I was like, you know what? I need to just take a bath. I've heard that that can help. That can calm it down. So Jason pours me a bath. I get in and within two minutes, a minute, I'm like, get me out of here. We have got to go. <laughs> this is. And I think I, that's when I got the call from Jason because he said, well, she's in the bath and in the background, that's when I heard the like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, she is in labor. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So that was a weird thing for me. I'm kind of a quiet person um, and I couldn't not make noise. I was like, what is happening? And I poured a bath for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So we got dressed. As quickly as possible. And of course, I hadn't packed my bags or anything because I never do. Because this never happens for me, right? (laughs) (laughs) So my plan that day was to pack my bag. But anyway, so none of that was done. And from my end of it, I was planning on being, I was planning on going to a basketball game, a college basketball game with my boys that weekend and staying away from home because she never has kids before her due date. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, you go, you go be an hour away for the weekend. We'll be fine. (laughs) Glad he wasn't gone for that. Um, So at this point it was three in the morning. So it really, it had been barely over an hour since I woke up. 
you know? So I go outside of the house, a um, couple flights downstairs. I'm in the front yard. I'm trying I, to gather stuff for the hospital. Yeah, so he's trying to call Stephanie, call the doctor. Um, we're, we're just coming, I guess, you know? And, and he's trying to put stuff in a bag. And I just could not. This is also not like me. I'm like, I, I can't help you. And I'm going. <laughs> I am out. <laughs> like, I don't care. Anyway, so I'm out in the front yard. And all of a sudden, I had to go to the bathroom really bad. I felt like. And maybe it was my water break. I don't know what was happening. Well, this is January in Utah. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Mid-January in Utah. I'm out there in my pajamas. And I was just like, where's a bush? Like, I do not care. <laughs> I'm not going back up those stairs mm. <laughs> or anything. <laughs> but Jason oh, This is all the great information right here. I know. Yeah. This is, there's no such thing as TMI. <laughs> this, is, this is all this is what real. women want to hear on the real. podcast. Yes. <laughs> I remember thinking I could go right there. Wait, there's a ca- an outdoor camera right there. Nope. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> kind of wild. Um, Things to prepare for that you didn't expect. <laughs> uh, go to the bathroom before you leave the house because you're not going to want to go back up the stairs. Um, <laughs> so then Jason came out pretty quick. And I'm so proud of him. <laughs> He's ready to go. Uh, got me in the car. Um, we... It was four minutes to the hospital, right? That's how long it takes us? Yeah, four to six minutes. Um, there's a, a traffic light to turn into the hospital. Um, it was red. It's in the middle of the night. He, Jason, Jason stops. I see no cars. And I'm like, just go. Oh, yeah, you bet. <laughs> so he went through the line. So I broke the law. <laughs> um, and got me in there. We... Got through the ER doors just after 3 in the morning. Um, baby was born at 3.45? 3.25. 3.25. Yeah, it was 25 minutes after we got to the ER, the baby was born. So my biggest hopes in that Stephanie helped me write up were healthy baby, um, healthy mom, and then that the doctor could be there and that Stephanie could be there. And I was counting on Jason being there. Thankfully, he was. It wasn't later that weekend. Um, and they all made it, right? Stephanie was there. You got there before the doctor did. The doctor got there with sleep marks on his face. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he barely made it. And it was so surprising to me, the whole experience. Like, towards the end, it was... It felt crazy. They took, they said, what room do you want to be in? And I knew I wanted the big room with the big tub, whatever. Um, And so they wheeled me in there. And as soon as they're wheeling me in there, I was like, where is the anesthesiologist? (laughs) They're like. That's what we'd always done, right? Right. And I was mostly thinking, if this is going to be my next five hours of life, I don't want it. (laughs) This, This is crazy right now. Um, and they said, oh, this room is for those that want to go natural. And I was like, well, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I am not doing this for five hours. <laughs> yeah. So they wheeled me into the room next door or whatever. And within 10 minutes, the baby was born. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, well. I lo- always love when a nurse goes to check and she's like, oh, let's see how you are. And then we'll contact your OBGYN. And, <laughs> and they check and they say, we're having a baby. Yeah, <laughs> get over it, and then just start running. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that was a surprise thing. I got on the the bed and they're like, let's check. Oh, we're having a baby. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what? Um, I also was, oh, wait, what is that called? Stephanie, whatever positive, the strep. GBS. GBS positive. So <laughs> at that time, they're stabbing me with stuff. <laughs> they're trying to get the uh, medicine in me, right? And I just remember looking over and seeing blood like on the floor because they're trying to get it in me, you know? And also the oxygen little monitor thing on my finger, they stuck that on. And for some reason, I was like, what is this? <laughs> what are you putting on me? I don't know. It was just a lot, but it was very quick. And um, ultimately, beautiful. Like, I couldn't believe how good I felt within minutes. The baby was born and they brought, um, his name is James. They brought James right up to my chest and had him be there for an hour. And I'd never done that before. And it was so awesome. Um, it was just what I had confided in Stephanie was what I really want is a lot of time with me and Jason and the baby and that we're really paying attention to each other and we're, we're bonding. We have a good experience together. Um, and that we just have to really pay attention to this, you know, let's have this baby and let's focus on this. Um, so we definitely got that, um, more so than I even expected in that, uh, James actually went into the NICU for a week and we've never had that before. Uh, in fact, when I toured this hospital, it was a new hospital and never been to this one before. So I went and toured it and they said, oh, the NICU's down there. And I was like, oh, I never, we've never had to use that. So cool. The NICU's down there. I didn't even go and look at it. Um, but we ended up being in the NICU for a week because James got, had a fever and it lasted for a certain amount of time, like whatever their protocol is. Right. Yeah. And they were like, we need to get medicine in him right now. We don't know exactly what it is, although the doctor told me later it wasn't GBS, um, or we would have known that, but that he just needed to get some medicine in. And then I didn't know that it's really hard to get a baby out of the NICU because they start monitoring everything under the sun. We were there for, what, about a week? Yeah. And it was really... It's weird to say because you'd think that would be a really, I mean, there were scary moments because he he wasn't really that bad. He was borderline, right? And they were like, this this threshold has to be at 20%. He's at 18 or something like that. So it wasn't really that bad. But it was, it was a, we look back on it and love it. We love that experience and that time that we had together. Yeah. It ultimately, it was like Heavenly Father, God was saying, you know, all those things that you said you wanted, I am, this is going to be a gift to you. And I am going to fulfill every single one. All of those little tiny desires that you can barely even voice. I'm just going to check them all off for you this time. Um, and not that that's been my experience every time, but for some reason, there was this beautiful gift of a birth that I felt like God just wanted to love on me a lot right then. And I can't deny it. Like I, I was in that NICU room, um, which is the only hospital, by the way, that my doctor delivers at that has individual rooms. 
So we didn't know in that. In the NICU? In the NICU. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't just one big room with all the babies. So we had our own little private room with our baby. And I would go in there and hold him and just cry happy tears. Like, it was it was beautiful. And the whole time, even when they said he's sick and whatever, you know, has a fever or they kept having these little reasons why he needed to stay in the NICU. The whole time, I felt really reassured that he was fine. He's going to be fine. Anyway, just a beautiful experience. And I had no idea that people say, oh, when you don't have an epidural, you recover so much quicker. And I was like, who cares? Within two hours, <laughs> I'm walking. So that sounds like a good recovery to me, you know? Well, from, from a husband's standpoint, I'm, I'm all for that epidural. I was like, I don't want my wife to hurt. I don't want, you know, her to feel pain. And so, uh, you know, when she's talking about not getting an epidural and things like that, I'm always like, yeah, we'll see. And I'll be there to say, yep, go to the doctor because um, I don't want her to hurt. Um, But I was also impressed with that. I was surprised at how much quicker the recovery was without it. Yes. So I remember distinctly Jason saying to me uh, within hours, I don't know with the day of his birth saying, Lorelai, you're acting like you do normally two weeks after the baby's born. Like you're feeling that good. And I'm like, yeah, I feel really good. And it, I knew in the moment I told Jason at the hospital, I said, this was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life, my whole life, you know, just beautiful. If I went back to having my first baby I still don't know that I would have not done the epidural. Like, I'm glad that that is there for us. Um, these babies just came really quick. So it was great. <laughs> like, I don't know that I would have wanted to go through two days of that. You know, um, epidurals can have their place as well. I just had no idea that the recovery would be so different and that I would, the emotions of it would be different. I wonder if that medicine coursing through your body affects your so much more than we know. Um, like your mood and things like that. I don't know. Yeah. And we didn't have Stephanie where she was, Stephanie, you were giving us things to do that would help the baby come faster. And I think they worked. (laughs) (laughs) It was magic. I was like, that's for real. That stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was impressed by Lorelai and just hearing the past experiences and stuff. And I mean, you never want, I don't know, as a doula and you're in such a vulnerable, sacred space with somebody, you want to give good advice without solid expectations. You know, it's kind of like when we talk about making a birth plan, but we talk about it being a birth map, like, yes, we all have this like end in end goal in mind. There's a lot of different ways this could go to get there. Um, and so saying some of those things, like the conversations that we had and, you know, I, I'd like, like if you had your ideal birth, I'd like it to be this way. I want this, these people here. I want to go into labor on my own. I want to, you know, whatever. Um, you always like hope and are encouraging that those things are going to happen. But I think it was such a blessing for me to just kind of be on the sideline and watching your story unfold 
and to see how that postpartum happened for you as well, like how you felt looking back on a birth with so much joy. And like you had kind of talked about that contrast, like your other births were beautiful and you were happy with them and you enjoyed them and they were great. And you had so much joy with this experience as well. And I think there's a lot of power that you're giving to women right now who are hearing like, you know, discussing these things or thinking about these decisions before it's go time, um, how much we don't realize maybe that, that those things do matter and they do have an effect throughout pregnancy as well as postpartum, even into the mothering and bonding and shaping of our relationship with our babies and our spouse or, their, or our birth partner. So I really appreciate how you just shared that. I don't think – even as you were sharing it, I'm like, I don't know that she realizes the impact that she is going to have by seeing what she's saying right now. So I'm really grateful for your story and your spirit and being willing to share that here with everybody. So thank you. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's amazing. It's um, – like you had shared, like this is the most beautiful – thing of my life. I mean, I can relate to that. And I know that there are women listening that relate to that too. There's nothing like it. There's nothing that can touch it. And, um, it's such a gift because it's something that, you know, as women, we get to do here on this earth and, uh, we don't, I mean, some of us get to do it more often perhaps than others, you know, you have this blessing of eight babies and some will have less, but it's even at that, even with those, like those are eight moments of your life that are so impactful. So anyways, it's beautiful. It's sacred space. It's vulnerable space. And it has, it has a direct impact on who we are as people here. And anyways, it's really powerful. I love it. I was just say there's fond memories that, uh, so like we, every time we go to that light, we joke about just go, like just run, run the light, Uh you know, and, and we see that hospital actually. And, uh, it's, it's like they're good. The memories come back so much so that I even a a few months later, I took her on a date to the hospital cafeteria Yep. because we wanted to go, we wanted to just be back and remember that we'd had, I mean, had, they had big, big windows and you could see the mountains and we just wanted to remember that, that moment. So, yeah. And it was beautiful. So I, and it could have happened anywhere, it. but because it happened there, we, that's, that may sound kind of cheesy, but it's, it's true. Like, no, we, we I was it. like, Oh, that's Not perfect. Chase. Yeah. I love this date idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, and another thing that I did that I had forgotten, um, is I called friends. I had two people that I could think of that had said they loved giving birth. And I was like, you do? I just wanted <laughs> the baby at the end, you know? <laughs> like I was willing to go through birth, not I loved birth. And so I called them and said, why? Tell me why, <laughs> you know? And just because I wanted to get more in that mental space, like that even is a thing, <laughs> liking this experience, you know? Um, and the one woman that I called had seven kids and she said she had an epidural with every one of them and she just loved it. She loved, she loved that people would bring her food and she loved this little tradition that she and her husband would do and they would play games or, or whatever. She was like, it was just a day to be pampered and, and I got a baby out of it and I loved it, you know? Um, so it was really good for me to take in those experiences as well. Look for the positive ones. Yeah, I think that's huge. You know that I talk about that on the podcast, but I love that you had people even that you knew that said, I loved birth. And I hope that over time, like we'll hear more and more of that because that's not often the story, but then to have you reach out and say, hey, tell me why 
that's huge that it has a lasting impact on us for sure. Jason, I wanted to ask you, um, because prior births and, and what had been your experience like as the husband with those births versus this, and you kind of mentioned even your thought process behind like, wait, you're not going to get the epidural. Like, no, that's not a good idea. I don't want to see you in pain. So to kind of walk me through that and then talk to me about the contrast and even which you preferred or like what advice you'd have to dads that are listening listening, maybe going through the same thing. As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Awesome. So I, uh, you know, with, of course, baby number one is always really exciting, but and you, you don't and scary and scary. That's what I say. You don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, First baby was like a 15-hour thing. Second baby was like a seven-hour thing. Third baby was like a four. And in my mind, because I'm like, let's think logically here. Everyone's getting half as, you know, next baby's yeah. going to be two hours, right? And that baby was not two hours. It was longer. She, Big disappointment. <laughs> I mean, the baby wasn't. <laughs> we, it was the first time that the doctor was like, you're good at this. You have plenty, you know, like, what day do you want this baby to be born? And we, we chose a day, you know? Because we always have, we always go in to be induced. And so we chose the day and she came 51 minutes after that day. And so we were, <laughs> that's why we were disappointed. Right? Yeah. Um, because we were like, we picked a day and you didn't, you didn't, the baby had other plans. So yeah. um, we had to laugh about that. But um, as we, we go through that process, I, I know she, she didn't like the epidurals. In fact, Laurel, I would often say that's the worst part. Um, because receiving it, yeah, receiving the epidural and things like that. And I, I don't like watching that kind of thing either. Like I I didn't like her in pain there and she'd hold my hand and squeeze it really hard. But then after a while, you know, she'd be, she'd be good. And I I love the miracle of life to me is so beautiful and amazing and I love it. And I think it's, it's like you say, a sacred space, um, and it's been that way with every single one of our children where it's just, it's, it's hard to explain because it's so real and so special. From a husband's standpoint, um, I'm all for just like, let's just do the normal thing, whatever normal is. And, and uh, let's just make it easy. Um, let's be on the safe side. Safe side. <laughs> uh you know, he's the protector, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, with these big guns. And uh, <laughs> that, was a, that was a joke. <laughs> so I, like, we already joked about this a little bit, but when we talked about like doing different things, like is it dates or prunes? I don't remember which one that you, you did to dates, help. Dates? I think. Yeah. <laughs> I get them confused. But, uh, we, you know, that's what we, we started doing eating dates and uh not me but her and uh <laughs> and I was like yeah this is not gonna work this is like 
old wives tell, whatever. And I had to eat my words. They were sweet as dates. But the, <laughs> you know, and it, it was awesome to see that happen and, and to be part of it. And it was a beautiful experience. And um, just for me as well, in the NICU, I wasn't worried. Like, it just felt right and it felt good. And uh, a beautiful baby boy was part of that. I think we see it one way and we kind of think that's how it always is. And yet with every child being so different, I think it's, I think it it was good for me to look at things from a different perspective. Um, But that's looking back. I don't know if I would have said that in the moment. It's, it's kind of hard because you feel like, um, you know, this is, this is us. And um, when, your wife saying things like, you know what, maybe I won't get an epidural. I'm like, what are you crazy? You know, pay, <laughs> say no to pain, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and yet at the same time, uh, looking back now, I would say, wow, that was awesome. And I, you know, when, when people would say, oh, I did a live birth or something like that, I'd be like, there's a little bit of crazy there, you know, like, don't, don't do that. And now looking back, I'm like, I, I have a better understanding where I would say, you know what, if someone wants to do that, awesome. Go for it. You know, um, go. And, and I have no, I still have no qualms with somebody who wants an epidural. I, there's nothing wrong with that in my mind either. Um, at least from a husband's standpoint, I, I used to tell, I used to joke with people that I couldn't go through labor without my wife getting an epidural. <laughs> right. Like I Turns need, out you could, I could, I did. <laughs> Twice. And, um, and, and I love both those experiences. In fact, uh, I don't know how much I even remember the other ones because most of the time what we did is we would get there and we would wait and um, we'd always go get chocolate before. Yep. And we got good at schmoozing with the nurses and being like, hey, we got you guys chocolate. So we'd get what we wanted. Yeah. Um, That was smart. (laughs) So I'd highly recommend that one. Take chocolate for for them. And uh, took a pound of chocolates. Yep. And we just offer them chocolate and then they always took care of us really well. Um, but it, it was kind of a long thing and a long recovery. And, um, the hardest part for me was I would be stuck in the bed and for hours and we didn't know how long it would take. And Jason would be trying to be attentive, but he gets bored. I was going to say, I'm glad you said the word because I was scared to say it. I get bored. (laughs) (laughs) And so he's over on his phone or whatever, you know, trying to entertain himself. Trying to look up movies or something we could watch or... Over there. And I'm like, hey, hey. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to be a good husband, but I'm like, I'm here. Come stare at I... me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I it's true. Like, I get a little bored and um, just start thinking about other things and planning and, and trying and then with the other kids and making sure they're okay and things like that. And so, um, these birth stories were, well, they were quicker, so there was really no time for that. Um, but at the same time, the recovery was much more fun. That's maybe the wrong word. I don't know, but it was fun. I felt better. Yeah. yeah. Cause she felt better. And, um, then the conversation was all forward thinking i'm a planner and so when it's like sitting here waiting for something to happen so all the plans can happen it's like let's go um but uh 
with the baby there and feeling better, we can move forward. And I, I really like that. So I, I love the, the process each time. It makes me wonder, Jason, if say that she had another baby and you guys chose induction. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't worry. I know. She just had this other one recently, so we won't do that to her. But just pretend in a fairy tale uh-huh. world, she has this other baby and she chooses to be induced. Do you mm-hmm. feel like knowing what you know now, even though you get bored, you would have things that you could do to support her and be close with her and connect with her? rather than, you know, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, de- well, and that's what I didn't expect from the doula experience. I didn't expect you to be able to say, hey, come help me. Come do this. This this will help her push right here. She'll like that. And, uh, that made- and I loved that. <laughs> and that made, a, that made a big difference. I would support her in whatever decision she wanted to make there. I'd be surprised if she wanted an induction. Um because of the last two experiences, and who knows, it could be totally different. Right. But um, yes, I mean, of once course. I hit forty-three weeks, I'm out. Induction, me. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I think it's weird fair. from. A, I think <laughs> I, I think it's kind of weird from a guy's perspective because um, we do we want to support and protect and help you feel comfortable, and yet I, I think there's also insecurities there. We just don't look at them as much, right? We don't stop and say, you know what, I I don't know what to do, so. Um, maybe just being here is good or I'm nervous. And so I'm going to spend my time, you know, looking at things on the phone or that will distract, that me. will distract me. Right. And so yeah. looking for distraction instead of taking that nervousness head on, um, yeah. because that, that ominous moment, that moment that's going to happen is there. And so, um, I, I don't know. I think sometimes as guys, we, we just want to ignore that until, we can't anymore. Yeah, no, I'm glad you shared that because I guys get a bad rap sometimes in the birth space for not doing anything. And I think a lot of that comes from you guys are more hands-on. If I can't fix it, what am I to do? And without having a clear direction or information on how to support and to love on your wife during that time, like what she really needs, um, what else is there to do? So I think for anybody listening today, I think that's an excellent conversation. I hope you have your birth partner listen into this episode today and, and learn from Jason and just hear that, that like there is some nervousness, there is some angst, there is some uncertainty that comes around that. And distraction is a tool. You know, we use that in labor for mom. And so realizing that like, on both ends, like communication is so important, right? But realizing on both ends, like it's not necessarily, um, I'm not interested in you. I don't care about this situation right now. I'm going to turn my back and go over here. We're just handling things the way we handle them. And so when we've got that communication and we've got those tools, um, you guys can work together and have this really neat bonding experience that you love for the rest of your life and get to share with other people. I think that's really important. Maybe as a specific example, Stephanie, like, um, for me, uh, I would get a little frustrated, like maybe I'd rub her hands or something and she would love it. And then a second later, she was like throwing my hands off being like, stop it. I'm like, what did I do wrong? I thought I was doing good, you know? Or I'm like, I'm hot. Get me a fan. That's really cold. Don't do that. Whatever. And and, and so you saying things like, you know, she might love it for a minute and, and then it's, you know, you just kind of fill it out and then move forward. And to realize, to hear that from someone else was good because at first it was all, I was like, I, what am I doing wrong? But then to say, you know what, it's just That's the way normal. things are. 
and you just kind of, you know, water on a duck's back, you just go, you just roll with it. Yeah. And that made it so I was like, okay, and then I can go and do something else and, and help out this way. How does this feel? Or, and it's different each time. Like there's, I, I would get, I think I'd get anxious. I'd hold her hand and I would squeeze and FOS like, you're squeezing too hard. And I wouldn't even realize I'm doing it. Yeah. Right. And so just things like that, that really made a big difference. Yeah. And I think the biggest difference, if we were to be induced again or something, I think that what would make the biggest difference is if I would voice what I want instead of, and if I would take a birth course or something to help me even know what are the possibilities of things that might help things to try. So I'm not just making up stuff, but if I could say, Hey, Jason, will you do this? Hey, can you rub my leg right here? That might feel good. You know, he, right. We Capitan. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It often feels good to know what it is that they might even like. Um, Just have to communicate it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would love if you guys would jump into your last and most recent birth experience and share a little bit with everybody about that as well. Yeah, so this last this summer, um, we had baby number eight, and so the plan was to not be induced. <laughs> um, whereas baby number seven, I was planning on being induced, just trying to get a little further along, right? But this baby, I was like, you know what? I loved that experience so much. I would love if I could have another one like that. Something similar. Yeah, something similar. We didn't expect it to be as good. Right. It's right. like we, we were scared to think that way. Like that was so perfect. Right. Um, so all sorts of emotions. <laughs> um, so we anticipated that this baby would come in May. And what was the due date? May 20th, 20th 20, 22nd, 22nd, um, 20th, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think it was it's the 20. 22nd. I might still have it in okay. my phone. I'll have to check yeah. after. Something like 20 something. It's such a huge deal. And then you forget. It's so crazy. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like what the due date is. But then the beginning of May, I was like, whoa, I feel different than I ever have. Like I feel stuff happening. Um, The baby feels different in me. Like I might have this baby early. And I'm like, praise my essential birth. Yes, we can do this. (laughs) We're we're going early, right? So I I was kind of excited to go early again. (laughs) I got the My Essential Birth uh, online course and got the book and we're doing the things because <laughs> this baby was coming. <laughs> um, and I even called my mom and was like, hey, this baby might come early. Um, that was a thing with... I didn't plan any trips. Yeah, we weren't going to do that <laughs> this time. <laughs> um, so baby number seven, I had for the first time invited my mom to be at the birth, but it was way too fast. She lives three hours away. She wasn't able to be there. So I kind of had a hope that maybe my mom could be at this birth. I'd never been comfortable enough with myself to allow anyone else in the birth space besides the hospital staff and Jason. Um, And part of that may may have come from the one time where we're there, I don't know, like baby four or five. And they're like, hey, would it be okay if some people... You know, we got some students here. Could they come watch? They need to watch a birth. And Lorelai was like, fine, whatever. And then shuffled in 14 people. That lined up. I counted them. There were 14 people. And it was. she was like, oh, great. And then she's like, I hope I never see any of you again. 
Yes, I did say that. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> anyway, so I had that experience with another one. Um, so we were hoping to have this baby natural, and uh, which is such a funny word to me. Unmedicated, is that what you say? <laughs> um, and doing all of the things, thinking the baby might come early, and then my due date rolls around. And it was hard. And we all guessed, and we all guessed early. Yeah. Because that's the new trend, because one baby did it. Yeah. yeah so this <laughs> is what's going to happen every time, right? Um, so it was just emotionally difficult to... Like, it was okay up until the due date. And it's so silly. It's just something in your head, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but but it's that, real. Yeah. That that day came and went was like, what? Okay. So each day was a mental battle. And then we all re-guessed <laughs> the date. Uh-huh. And that came and went. Yes. Um, and so Stephanie really, really helped me through this part. So I... It was a big mental game. It was. And I really think if I didn't have Stephanie's support, I would have been induced because I would have said, let's just do it, right? But every time I thought about being induced, which was an option, I could have done that, um, I felt like a knot in my stomach. Like, no, don't do it. I don't I don't want that, you know? Um, but then holding out was difficult. So 12 days later, 12 days later, um, Stephanie took me on a walk. She's like, we're going for a walk. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And I was feeling a really good walk. I was like, well, Stephanie, let me finish this little TV show first. <laughs> and, uh, and, and mention that, uh, Lorelai's parents, her mom called the night before and was like, you know what? I'm coming. I'm yeah. just going to come. Even though you're, you're, and she wasn't, you hadn't, since the due date, hadn't really felt any movement. It was like, nothing's going on. I mean, we felt movement from the baby, but not like, yeah, not like things the, were the labor progressing. Well, and if I can interject just for a moment, but you had had, um, I think it was after your due date and you had had a vaginal exam at one of your appointments and it was like, everything was closed off, not ripe. Bishop's score was like a nothing, like you, your body just wasn't doing it. And then like another week later or however, like this, because I think you had your appointment just a day or two, or was it that day that you had your appointment? And it was that day. That, that day. And you, like you were super ripe. You were however many centimeters dilated, like things were happening. And it was like, you're going to have a baby. Yes, you will have a baby, you know? Yes. Um, so you I, had some like I encouraging think, things that showed your body was getting ready. I think those appointments were two days apart if I remember right. Okay. So, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. So, cause he started to have me come in for stress tests or whatever. Um, so I had refused any vaginal, um, checks before because mostly because they were discouraging. Like what was the point? Yeah. You're telling me that I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I could have told you that, you yeah. know? <laughs> um, so I just avoided having them And then until my doctor was like, I really, we are so far overdue, you know, he's like, I would appreciate if we could check. And he didn't push before at all, which was awesome. Um, But when we're so far overdue, like he wanted to make sure that we were all good, you know, that the baby was safe, whatever. So we had that 
a vaginal check for my first time. And it was two days before he ended up being born. Pretty sure. And it was, he was basically like, yeah, you're, you had nothing. Nothing's happening. <laughs> you know, tried to be encouraging about it, but it was difficult to yeah. hear that. Um, and then two days later, he said, you're dilated to a two and super soft, or I think is what he said, something like that. Which to me, even though I've listened to all your podcasts and gone through the first one, <laughs> I was like, ugh. You know, because you just hear two, and that's really far away from 10. Yeah. <laughs> I called Stephanie, I called you, and you were like, ooh, that's good. I'm like, it is? <laughs> <laughs> just that the super soft part, you know. That, right. And um, he ended up coming that night. So that from that vaginal check that morning, then you were like, well, do you want to get things going today? Do you want to do some more things, you know? So going on the walk, drinking the nasty drink, which wasn't all that nasty but until I had it the second time. That yeah, she's talking wife, about castor oil. Yeah, the yep. midwife's brew. The midwife's brew. I'll link um, uh, or I'll put the midwife's brew, the, um, the recipe in the show notes for you guys. Yeah. And it was, it was super helpful. Um, so on this, I, I think it was either the podcast or on some other on Instagram or something that you mm. – you posted some things and had people give support and, and that made a big difference for yes, Lorelai to be did. able to say these people saying, I went over this much and this is the experience I had. And it just meant a whole, it meant a whole bunch. Yeah. Oh, good. And for those that are listening on, like on Instagram, you can find this. It's in my, um, I don't know, those little bubbles that are in my profile. It says past due question mark. Yeah, because I was posting and you you guys might remember if you follow on Instagram, I was posting real time and saying, hey, I have a mom that's overdue. Well, this is the mom. I wasn't saying who it was or anything. And I'm like, she needs some encouragement. Send it this way. And it was like mom after mom after mom that was like, yes, 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 I had this. So that's really cool. Yeah, it was really cool to have that community of yeah. people supporting. Because again, as a, as a husband, I can't, I mean, I'm like, hang in there, sweetheart. Like, what if, I have, you know what? And he's such a planner too. He was like, well, if the baby comes this day, then this. And I'm like, I can't make the baby come. <laughs> I've got my seven different plans, you know? Yeah. yeah. Every day and, was a new plan. And he actually went past all my plans. And it worked out. The funny thing is, is, you know, looking from, looking back, it worked out more than perfect. Like it was the right yeah. time. It was the right time for him to come. And there's a whole bunch of things we could talk about with that, but um, where it needed to happen when it happened. And we couldn't have known. Yeah, there, and, there, and things we couldn't have known. So yeah. it, was, it was the right time. Yep. So, Stephanie, you can tell them about our walk. I, you, I, I laughed so much because there's a text that you sent me postpartum that said something about, um, why don't we go on a walk and you can bring your water <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, I, so have, to, I, have, I like, have to like screenshot it. Overdue. And Stephanie's like, okay, let's go on a walk tonight to start things off, right? And bring your water. I'm like, bring your water? Like, I need, it's going to be that much of a walk? <laughs> and it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was a decent walk though. I should have, I don't know if I tracked it on my watch or not. I think I did. <laughs> we went over a mile. Yeah, it was I'm gonna, miles. Yeah. Two miles, yeah. three miles. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that it was so, that much, but we went well over a mile. It might have been two. 
Yeah, I think it was yeah. about two. Stepping up one. on curbs and things like yeah. that. We did a lot of curb walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we walked uphill into where there were trees and nature, and there's something behind that as well. I think I was talking to you about it as we were doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. And nothing was happening when we started, but then by the end, I couldn't talk when there was a contraction, right? I'm like, wait, well, okay, okay, let me just, okay, it's over, <laughs> right? Um, and stuff was happening. And then we got back to my place and you were going to show me some positions to do on the yoga ball. And I remember going, the yoga ball was out in the van for some reason. So we went to go get it. And I remember one of my friends texting me and saying, I just realized that I totally missed your, your due date and stuff. I hope your birth experience was great. I'm excited to hear your story. And I texted back. I'm like, yeah, me too. I'm excited to find (laughs) my story. And she just was so sure that the baby would have come already. So that text came in at 9 p.m. as I went out to get that yoga ball, right? And you had me smell some certain things and do one position. Yes. Yeah. I did. Sat on the ball, basically. (laughs) And was like, oh, that contraction, like, I felt like I should push. Okay, it's time to go. <laughs> and I, I, I love it. So I was in the basement with the in-laws watching the show because Lorelai and Stephanie were doing their thing. And uh, Stephanie came and said, hey, uh, could you come up and help for a little bit? And so I came up and I see them in the, the front room with the yoga ball. And no joke, I, when I saw her, I was like, oh, like, are we having a baby right here? Like, is she, she, this is labor. I know this. I remember this. And uh, so I remember thinking, that rug is not going to survive. <laughs> that was my first thought. And then I thought, you know what? It's just a rug. It'll be good. If we're doing this, we're doing this. Right? We Stephanie's here. It'll be great. And then she's like, well, let's get ready and let's go. And I'm like, okay. So I st- we started packing things up as quickly as we could. Yeah. And he, he was scared about the baby coming here because I had kept talking about having a home birth. Like, maybe we should just have the baby at home because there were all these COVID restrictions, whatever. But it had barely, it just barely opened up to be exactly what we needed to, it to be right before the baby was born. But if my kids weren't going to be able to come in and meet the baby at the hospital, I wanted to have the baby at home. Right. So anyway, so that's why he's like, oh boy, are they trying to do this at home? <laughs> Is this what's happening? I was not part of this conversation, but here we go. <laughs> so I hurried and got changed. And that's where Stephanie says she knew I was in transition because I didn't care that she was there to help me get changed. I'm like, well, yep, let's do this. Um, Yeah, I think we had talked about that before and you were like, you know, I'm a little more like modest. I feel comfortable, a little more covered. And I'm like, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, and you went to the bathroom and got up and the slowness of like movement. So like once mom starts moving real slow, you're like, "Uh oh, if we're going to go to the hospital, we should do that quickly. 
But yes, it was like that. I don't care. Get this off me. I have to get my robe on. And I'm like, oh, you guys have to go now. And I think there was a point upstairs where I was like, okay, we're going to have one more contraction and we're going to get in the car. And I think everybody kind of clicked in at that moment that like, we've got to go now um, because it was this slow movement and cup every couple steps and we'll have a contraction. And I was like, you guys are going to have this baby at home. Of course, I didn't say that out loud, but oh. <laughs> a little bit of urgency. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely urgency because I started feeling like I needed to push. And I'm like, oh man, this is coming fast. So we got in the car and as luck would have it, there was construction. So it's going to take eight, 10 minutes to get there instead of that's four to six. Yeah. And I'm having contractions in the car. And yeah, the car is the most uncomfortable part because I couldn't, I like wanted to straighten out so bad. Um, and my mom was able to go with us. So she's in the back seat. Um, and she went into the ER ahead of us. Like Jason dropped her off right by the door. Did which I run I, the red light? I think I ran the red light. Oh, yeah. I said, just I go. just I just went. <laughs> I know my job. <laughs> and we got in there. My mom went in ahead of us because I was slow, like you said. Yes. And she said, my daughter's right behind me and she is in labor. She's in full labor. And she said that they were all were like, okay. Oh, yeah, we'll see. Let's yeah. write this down. The, tell yeah. me your name. And she's like, L-O-R-E-L-E-I. <laughs> like she tried to get him to go fast. Um, and then as soon as I walked in the door, they were like, oh, let's get her upstairs. <laughs> That's where labor and delivery is. And we got to labor and delivery and they have a locked door there too that you have to buzz in. And I, we buzzed in and like, uh, my, my wife's in labor, let's go. And they're walking down the hallway. And I'm like having full contractions out there. <laughs> I'm like, hold it in, hold it and in. And the, the, <laughs> the poor girl that was in the wheelchair, I think she was, she, I mean, she was just a helper. And uh, she, you, you could tell she was getting nervous. She's like, oh, yeah. I don't know how to deliver a baby. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so then uh, they open the door and they're like, can you fill out these forms? I'm like, really? So I tried to hurry and fill out forms. And after the, then she and, went into a contraction and they were like, uh, actually, you can fill those out later. <laughs> yep. And that was the point that I got in the wheelchair. Before that, I was pushing it like I didn't want to sit down. But I was like, you've got to get me there fast. So and I it, sat down and she starts running down this hallway, right? And I feel the breeze. I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> she booked me down the hallway and we got in that end room that I really wanted to be in. Yep. We buzzed in <laughs> at 10 p.m. And the baby was born at 10.04. So we got to that room. They got her in the bed. And they said, oh, well, I stood up and I was like, oh. there's my water. Yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I've never experienced that. I've never like felt, I don't know when, when baby number seven was born, I guess it just happened at the same time or something. Anyway, so water broke. I got up on the bed and had a contraction and the baby was there or something. Yeah. I was trying to hold off for Stephanie to come, but couldn't, couldn't do it. <laughs> For the first time, I had wanted to have like a videographer or a photographer there. I'm just realizing that all those first bursts, I wasn't as empowered in my body. Like I was more nervous about things, um, more private, 
and not seeing it as such a beautiful experience, more of something I had to get through to get the baby. Um, so that was something that was a big mental shift for me, um, was seeing it as a beautiful thing, as an empowering thing, um, a, even a spiritual thing, you know, having this baby. So I wanted to record it knowing how much baby number seven's birth meant to me. Um, and the videographer, there was no way she was getting there. It was way too fast. And so my mom, we just, I said, give her the video camera. Cause Jason, I had been able to communicate that I really wanted that, you know, I wanted a, a video or pictures, whatever. And so Jason handed the, my phone off to my mom who just held it off to the side as she watched. Um, one of the cool things was that I was really special to me was Jason said during the birth, he looked over at my mom and she was just sitting there crying, watching, you know? Um, and I was so grateful to be able to have her there. It was, she's, I'm the youngest of 10 kids and most likely that was her last grandbaby. And so I'm just really grateful that she was able to be there for the experience. It was neat. Um, and then Stephanie and my doctor came in later. Uh-huh. A few minutes after the baby was born. So let me say, <laughs> Lorelai and I live like what, I, would you call it like a block from each other, two streets from each other? Yeah. Like we're ridiculously <laughs> close. And when they jumped in the car, I was like, I'm sweaty. We were just on this long walk. I have to go change and put my regular clothes on or like change out of these clothes and put deodorant. Like I have to go grab my doula, but I just need to like run home and get this stuff and head out. And I mean, I was minutes past when you guys got there and it was too late. Like by the time that I got up to the elevator and pushed the button and no one was at the station because they were all helping Lorelai have a baby. <laughs> so <laughs> we were like waiting there for a couple of minutes and I knew for sure like what was happening, you know. Um, and then all of a sudden I see a nurse running towards me and I'm like, you know, I'm here for whatever, whatever. And she's like, last room on the right. And I go booking it down there and it was too late. But yes, the baby was there. And um so that's how quickly that went down. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. Yeah. I remember being surprised looking down and seeing the whole baby. <laughs> like there was one push and it was like, I can't not push, push. And the baby was there like, blah. anyway, yeah. crazy. I guess Jason said doing it again, he would have been like tell, telling everybody along the way, this is baby number eight. She's in labor. Like yeah. say that it's <laughs> right. not baby number one or two, you know, right. Right. <laughs> this could be fast. Yeah. Um, so then again, they did the bringing the baby to my chest and all of that. It was beautiful. Wonderful. It was fun to have my mom there. Yeah. Um, and just, um, overall more empowering experience within an hour, you know, standing up, taking pictures with the baby and, um, anyway, it was great. Recovery was great again. Um, within a month and a half of having the baby, I think I had more postpartum than depression than I've ever experienced before. So that was new. Every baby is just a new experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and working right now on working on that, but just like with when I went overdue with the baby, so important to reach out for help. I'm mm -hmm. so glad that, 
you were open, Stephanie, to me being like, this is hard. And you reached out and helped me. And those women saying about their experience, how they went a week or two overdue and that it ended up, you know, the baby came, they eventually right. come um, and that it was all good was really helpful. So yeah. trying to do that same thing now, um, reaching out for help to get feeling better again. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Jason stepped away for those of you who are listening. He had to take care of their sweet little baby who just woke up and he's feeding him now. Um, but I want to thank you and Jason. Please give him my thanks and my regards for being here and sharing your story. And um, I think I think what I love most about it is the strength. And like I had said before, like the impact that you're having on other women just by telling your birth story. And I shouldn't even say just like by sharing your positive birth story. So um, I, I and I feel so blessed to have been a part of that being in that sacred space with you. And I mean, you can't help it like when you're in that space with somebody, you're bonded forever, you know, so I, I have a yeah. special place in my heart for you. And I'm sure you feel the same about me. And uh, what yep. a blessing that is to share that together. So thank you for all of that. Yeah. Get a doula. It's awesome. <laughs> Could not agree more. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And do the birth course. It also is awesome. Yeah. So thank you. Any knowledge. It changed my life for sure. Like I feel different about myself and about life um, in a positive way from those experiences. So thank you, Stephanie. That's it for this week, but make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you get notifications first as I drop new episode every week. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for all of the free downloads mentioned here and to join the birth course and community serving pregnant moms just like you. If you enjoyed this and other episodes, I would love it if you would take a few minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and include one at the beginning of each episode. See you next week.